You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. get it, nothing's going to change about their life. You'll just continue living the way you want to live, making the decisions you want to make. You won't live looking to please God and live for the will of God. You'll just look to live your life the way you want to live it. Some people just won't get it, but some will, and their lives will change. An unfortunate fact about this existence is that there are those who live in sin, and they'll simply keep on doing it. God desires for them to stop, repent, and be made righteous through Jesus, but many will die without ever doing that. As Pastor Danny explains in today's message, this doesn't mean you just give up on evangelism. As you continue to live a redeemed life through Christ, it's your mission to bring as many as will listen into a saving knowledge of the grace that God has extended to them. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, as he begins his message, Living in the Light of the Soon Coming of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 22. We're going to snail our way through here. It's the final chapter in our study of the book of the Revelation. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The majority of the book book deals with a time uh, that's still prophesied yet to come, known as the Great Tribulation. We've passed that part, and then after the tribulation, the second coming, then the new heavens and the new earth. This final chapter is very interesting because John receives this book of the Revelation through an angel, but not just an angel. Uh, The first chapter, it's the resurrected, glorified Christ that appears to him. And so in this final chapter, it's interesting. You have Christ speaking directly, then you also have revelation through this angel. We covered up through verse 6, we're on verse 7. Starts out like this Behold, I'm coming soon. That's Jesus speaking. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. That takes me back to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. It's a shame some pastors say, Don't read the book of the Revelation. Well, that's not what the book says, it says read it. Blessed are those who read the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it. So we're to be teaching it as well. And to take heart what is written in it. Because the time is near. The time of what? The revelation of Jesus Christ. The second coming. 
And that was early on, chapter 1, verse 3. And now as we come to the final chapter, Jesus is speaking, Behold, I'm coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. Well, that's a lot to say in one short statement. What it means is that you don't just read it. You don't just hear somebody preach it. You take to heart what's written in it. The seven letters to the seven churches and the rebuke. For those churches, which are messages for the church age. And what were they? Quite a few. You've left your first love. If you've left your first love, you heed the words of the book. Then get back to doing the things you did at first as a Christian. Get back to that. Uh, Two of the seven churches, the message was sexual sin. Easy to get involved in sexual sin. All right. Repent. People sitting in church every Sunday. Maybe you're sitting here. You're involved in sexual immorality. As a Christian, are you really a Christian? If you are, repent. Heed the words of the book. Some had a reputation of being alive, but they were dead. That's hypocrisy. Your life is not really what you show on the outside. That's not the truth about your life. Then the final letter. To Laodicea, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're half-hearted, you're lukewarm. Then heed the words of the prophecy in this book and get right with the Lord. Verse 8, I, John, the one who heard and saw these things, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. John did that back in chapter 19. Back in chapter 19, the angel that he falls down before does the same thing then that he does now. He said to me, don't do it. I'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Back in chapter 19, when John first falls at the feet of this angel to worship, we did a whole message on that. I called it created to worship. And so I'm not going to spend time on it as John does it a second time because we dealt with it back in chapter 19. But just a reminder how easy it is for even an aged, mature saint like John to look to worship something or someone other than God because we're created to worship. And so he's told a second time, don't do it. Get up. Verse 10, then he told me, don't seal up the words of the prophecy of this book. Because the time is near. Read it. Listen to the teaching about it. Proclaim it. Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. What does that mean? Does that mean if you're, if you're vile or if you're living in sin, just go ahead, keep on? No, that's not what it means. Then he says, let him who does right Continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. Verse 11 is odd on the surface. What does it mean? It means that some are going to get it and some are not. And for those who don't get it, nothing's going to change about their life. You'll just continue living the way you want to live. Making the decisions you want to make. You won't live looking to please God and live for the will of God. You'll just look to live your life the way you want to live it. Some people just 
won't get it. But some will. And their lives will change. They will do right. They will look to live a holy life. And if that's you, the encouragement is keep on doing what's right. Keep on living a holy life. Why? Because he's coming. He says it a second time, verse 12. Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. I'll give to everyone according to what he has done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. You could summarize that to say those who have not received the forgiveness found only in Jesus Christ. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I'm the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The bright morning star is mentioned a couple of different places in scripture. It's talking about a new day, the day when Jesus comes. But it also refers to the new day for us when we put our trust in him as Lord and Savior. Now, we're going to finish the chapter, but I want to pause just for a minute because this statement, I'm the root and the offspring of David, fascinating. How can he be the root and the offspring of David? The gospel accounts tell us that groups of people that did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah came against him repeatedly looking to prove that he was a false messiah, looking to catch him and trap him by what he said. The Pharisees would do it. The Sadducees would do it. A group called the Herodians would do it. As a matter of fact, they were so against Jesus that on one occasion the Herodians got together with the Pharisees and tried to trap Jesus. That's like the Republicans and the Democrats getting together. And every time these groups get together, whether individually or corporately teaming up against Jesus, they were dumbfounded at his response. They couldn't catch him in his words. They couldn't trap him. They couldn't prove him to be false. And so after repeated occasions... There was one occasion where after another failed attempt by his opposers, he asked them a question. We're coming right back to Revelation. We'll finish the chapter, but turn with me just for a minute to Matthew's gospel, chapter 22. Matthew, chapter 22, and when you find that chapter, go down to verse 41. I love this. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. And he said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. That's from Psalm 110, verse 1, 
and these guys would know that is a messianic psalm, and it's the word of God. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? And I love verse 46. No one could say a word in reply because they knew the answer would condemn them and give support to his claims. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. I hope you see it. He's the root and the offspring of David. He's God come in the flesh So he's the creator. He knit David in his mother's womb. Just like he knit you in your mother's womb. And me in my mother's womb. He's the creator. He's the root of David. Ah, but he also has invaded the world as a human being. And he comes through the lineage of King David. So he creates David. And he comes from the lineage of David. He's divine, 100%. And he's human, 100%. I think, praise the Lord on that one. Amen. Back in Revelation 22, verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. What an open invitation for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever. Don't you love that? Whosoever. It doesn't matter. Take the free gift of the water of life. And then verse 18, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which you describe in this book. Do not add to the word of God, and don't you dare take anything away from the word. Those two statements are so important. I'm going to do a whole message on those two verses. Just not today. Verse 20. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Third time he says it, I'm coming soon. And the right response, amen. It is true. So be it. And then the heartfelt prayer by John, come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. In preparing the message, I heard in my mind, Pastor Alistair Begg. I don't know if you ever listened to Pastor Alistair Begg. He's on the radio, WTBN. He has a ministry called Truth for Life. I love his Bible teaching. He's a great Bible teacher. And I love his accent because he's Scottish. Got to meet him a few years ago. Was able to invite him and he came and did one of our, was one of our speakers for our Calvary Chapel conference over in Merritt Island one year. And then he started speaking at some other Calvary conferences and I like to have him back sometime in one of the conferences. But I went to a workshop he did uh, a few years ago uh, at a conference, and his workshop that he led was for pastors and those who prepare Bible messages, prepare sermons. And I need all the help I can get. And so I went, and the room was packed. And we were there for an hour. 
And one nugget that he gave us, I have not forgotten, and I try to employ every time I prepare a sermon, a message. And here's what he said. The text will tell you what to say. You just have to decide how to say it. And so what I try to do every time I get into the text is not try to get my opinion, my ideas. I try to find out what is this text saying? And then I do my best pleading with the Lord, help me to communicate. And this text, while you can pull some nuggets out like the root and the offspring of David, certainly, there is one clear theme. There is one clear message in Revelation 22. You know what it is. Behold, I'm coming soon. And there's the rub. Soon. How close is this coming? He says he's coming soon. All right, now. All right, listen. Let let me just go through uh, rather quickly, but I'm trying not to rush, but I got to do it quickly. Uh, prophecies that have been fulfilled relating to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because he says he's coming soon. How soon? Here's some of the prophecies. For example, Ezekiel chapter 37. You don't need to turn to these because I'm just going to highlight them very quickly. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel prophesies the rebirth of the nation of Israel. I don't know if you're aware, but for years and years and years, hundreds of years, there was no Israel on the planet. There were Jewish people, but no Israel as a nation. And Ezekiel prophesies in Ezekiel 37 that miraculously, the nation of Israel would be reborn, dead bones coming to life and flesh would come on them. And just a few years ago, it happened. And now we're living in a generation where we've seen that fulfilled prophecy. It had to be fulfilled before Jesus could return. There's a group in Israel ready to supply the temple when someone will build it, and it can be built very quickly. It doesn't have to be a full massive structure like the old Herod's temple that was destroyed. And they're ready for supplying everything needed. And we know one of the things that will need to happen is a temple before the actual second coming. If you've been with us in our study of Revelation, as sad as it is, during the great tribulation, 50% in a short seven-year window of time, 50% of the population perishes. And as we studied it, we noted that can't happen except for the use of modern military machinery, including nuclear weapons. We're living in that generation. hundred years ago, if you had read the prophecy of Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 to 10, where the two witnesses during that tribulation period are killed after their ministry is complete. Their bodies lie in the street of Jerusalem for three days. Nobody will give them burial. The world rejoices that they're dead, sends gifts to one another worldwide. It's the first anti-Christmas. And it says they'll gaze on their dead bodies. hundred years ago, you read that and you go, how's that going to happen? Doesn't bother us. We know exactly how it's going to happen. Every major network 
is going to broadcast it around the world. When we got to Revelation 13, and I know some of you were just so waiting. We're back on the other side, on this side of it now, but you were waiting for Revelation 13 because that's the chapter of the mark of the beast. And if you read that years ago, you go, what, a mark on your right hand or on your forehead? You can't buy or sell without the mark? And we're sitting here, and it's not just something you go, how does that happen? We know how it happens, and it's happening right now. And then Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Daniel is a sister book to the book of Revelation. And Daniel prophesied that in the end, prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, knowledge will increase and people will go to and fro faster than ever. That's us. That's the world we're living in. And one of the most fascinating to me, Ezekiel chapter 38 prophesies that an alliance of nations will, in the end, in the tribulation period, just prior to the second coming, they will come against Israel. It's been over 2,700 years since Ezekiel prophesied that, recorded in Ezekiel 38. And it's only in our day, our day, that two nations mentioned there have ever, ever, in 2,700 plus years, been allied together militarily. Russia and Iran. That one gives me Jesus' bones. And then you have the prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, verses 25 to 27. It's called Daniel's 70 Weeks Vision. And it's a vision about the end as we know it and the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's 70 weeks of years totaling 490 years of which 483 years have been fulfilled. The 483rd year was the cutting off of the anointed one, the Messiah. That is the cross. And then there's this indefinite period of time not revealed to the Old Testament saints, but we call it the church age. And the end of the church age is the beginning of the great tribulation. And at the end of that seven-year period is the second coming of Jesus Christ. The point of all that simple summary update is this. Jesus is coming Soon. And that's the message of Revelation 22. I'm doing it, Alistair. That's what it says. And now I'm just trying to communicate to you the message of Revelation 22. It's Jesus is coming soon. But that's, that's, what do you mean soon? Soon. If you're married, (laughs) soon to one spouse is a different definition of soon to the other spouse. (laughs) I'll be there soon. Where in the world is she? Where in the world is he? And the longer you're married, you you know, you you get to, you, you get to figure it out. And so you just add whatever amount of minutes, you know, on the clock. Soon, soon. 
because soon is relative. Did you hear what I said? Soon is relative. The book of Revelation isn't a pleasant book to study. It lays out for you the end of the world as you know it right now, and the devastation that will be falling on the world is overwhelming, and it can make you ache for the people who will have to endure it. It can also make you long for everyone you know to seek and find Jesus right now. Only He can save the people of the world from this terrible end, and His grace is available right now to everyone. Today, let Jesus bring to mind those friends, family, and even acquaintances that you can be praying for and actively sharing His gospel message with. We know this isn't an easy task, so we'd like to support you in prayer. Please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad you tuned in today to The Living Word. Pastor Danny will continue this verse-by-verse study of Revelation in our next edition of The Living Word. But right now, you can hear more by visiting our website, ccfstpete.church. There you'll also learn more about Pastor Danny and the church these messages originate from, Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We'd love to meet you, so if you're in the area, please come join us for one of our weekend services. We gather each Saturday and Sunday to worship the Lord and learn from His Word, and we'd be honored to share that time with you. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find all the information you need at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from the book of Revelation, right here on The Living Word. 